0: It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others, in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Have you ever had the feeling that the evil of mankind has spun so far out of control that it's past the point of no return? Did you know that the Bible actually addresses such evil? In today's message, Pastor J.D. reflects on the surplus of evil that we're experiencing in light of what scriptures teach regarding the last days. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May tenth, two 2020.
1: For today's update, I sense that the Lord would have me to talk about how we may have very well passed the proverbial point of no return. And I say that because it seems the world today has reached this critical point where there's no turning back with evil now in full swing. I have to confess, and I shared this on Thursday night, that as more information is coming out about this crisis and the evil being done under the banner of this crisis, my heart is very troubled. The Lord reminded me of Noah's day and what we're told in Genesis 6. I'll read verses 5 and 6. It says, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that, listen to this, every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. It's interesting because we're told in the Gospels by the Savior himself that the evil in Noah's day would be like the evil in the last days. In Luke seventeen twenty-six, Jesus said, And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be also in the days of the Son of Man. It should be noted that evil is live backwards. E-V-I-L-L-I-V-E. And devil is lived backwards. D-E-V-I-L-L-I-V-E-D. And I say that because (laughs) it's telling in a world where evil is good and good is evil. I mean, my goodness. They're putting hairdressers in jail and releasing sex offenders from jail. It's all backwards. Good is evil, and evil is good. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 pronounces a curse on those who call evil good. Isaiah writes, woe and Woe is a curse. Woe is not like whoa. No, it's a it's a curse. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You know, I was thinking about this particular verse, which is I'm sure familiar. The most. And it kind of dawned on me, and actually in a way answered a question for me, which is the question of, do these people really know that what they're doing is evil? Like in Noah's day, it was continually the, every thought that they had, every intention that they had was only always continually evil all the time. I know that's sort of a redundancy. And so I think that Isaiah sort of answers this question of, do they know? And it's my belief that they actually think that the evil they're doing is for the good of humanity they don't realize that what they're doing is evil because to them it's good. So that's why evil is good and good is evil. Lest one doubt that evil is on warp speed, let me hasten to say that what's taking place today has been in the works for many years. And by the way, I use the phrase warp speed because of the recent implementation of Operation Warp Speed to identify and implement a COVID-19 vaccine. What's interesting to me and what I want to talk about today is that much of what we're seeing today seems to be scripted, planned. This last week I revisited something I mentioned in a prior update called event 201, pictured here. Actually, really two global ones. Some suggest it's global 2021, the year 21, 2021. And it was an event that was held in, of all places, New York City on October 18th of last year, just weeks before this pandemic had hit. Event 201 or two global one was a high level pandemic exercise simulating a global pandemic modeling what they called a fictional coronavirus, quote unquote. It was hosted by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, John Hopkins University, and the World Economic Forum. I want to talk more about the World Economic Forum in just a moment. Now you can actually go online to event 201 to the website and view the videos of this simulation. It's really in the form of a roundtable discussion with all of these experts, and they're just basically going off a script in this simulation. What do we do in the event of a global pandemic with a fictional coronavirus. And so in this roundtable setting, and you can watch these videos, there's several hours of video of event 201 online. And the video that I want to draw your attention to is segment four titled communications discussion. What follows are specific quotes that I literally transcribed verbatim by watching the video and then typing the words, pause, type, pause, type. And this is verbatim what they said in this simulation on those videos concerning the controlling of the narrative, the messaging. Here's the first quote. I think as in previous conversations centered around management of information of public health needs, there needs to be a centralized response around the communications approach that can then be cascaded to informed advocates. Represented in the NGO communities. NGO is an acronym for non governmental organizations. NGO communities and the medical professionals, etc. Centralized on an international basis because there needs to be a centralized depository of data, facts, and key messages. Here's another quote from a different attendee. To add to it, maybe by saying that I think that one of the things we want to do is work with telecommunications companies to ensure that everyone has the kind of access to ensure communications that we are interested in providing because that's going to be critical. Here's another quote, different attendee. We can speak to them very clearly in a daily briefing. In this case, I can't imagine any other institution other than the World Health Organization being the focal point. Here's another quote. This one's very interesting. Listen very carefully. I think a complementary tactic is to tap faith-based organizations and civil society and other institutions to recruit them also to basically almost at a grassroots level to basically have the integrity close quote whoa what In other words, to lend creed to what we're going to do, we need to recruit the faith-based community, because that's going to add credibility, integrity. Here's another quote. This is where it gets really interesting. Quoting, the social media platforms, there's an opportunity to understand who it is that's a susceptible forum to misinformation, close quote. And lastly, quoting, we need to stop social media from creating huge damage and we should use it and get it on our side and we should work together with them and try to avoid this misinformation. I suppose it should come as no surprise CNBC would report that Facebook will start warning people who quote like or react to fake coronavirus news. It's actually even worse than that. I was reading a report uh, just released this last week that apparently they have a Supreme Court, this is Facebook, has a Supreme Court of sorts, consisting of 20 people that constantly police all of the posts on that platform of Facebook. Well, on Wednesday, Breitbart published a report that Twitter will now warn you (laughs) if you're about to post wrongthink wrong think. Oh, you want to control what I think. Yeah. So if I post anything that is wrong in the way you think, that's wrong think. So right can be wrong and wrong can be right. Yeah, because good is evil and evil is good. Again, it's all scripted (laughs) and it gets worse. As I mentioned at the beginning, Event 201 was also hosted by the World Economic Forum, who has a very scripted and detailed website. And I I put the URL on there for you. If you go to World Economic Forum, or just search World Economic Forum, you'll find the website. You navigate to this, which i got to tell you, I've never seen anything like it. It is so in-depth. And I pointed out, and I want to draw your attention to it, because it seems that they already had a global plan in place, as evidenced by links like, get this, Global governance, global governance, and internet governance, internet governance. The digital identity link, and it has links to technology that rhymes with five, a hive B. I almost said it. I'm doing it that way for a reason, by the way. Hive B technology, okay. Artificial intelligence and robotics, digital economy and society, and blockchain, just to mention a few. For those of you who are unfamiliar with blockchain technology, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. It has to do with cryptocurrency, digital currency. The finding a vaccine link, which has numerous links to things like get this climate change and LGBT inclusion of all things. Okay. Here's a quote from this page Most experts have expressed a belief that it will be at least a year before an effective vaccine can be offered to the public. I don't want to get too deep into this, but I think it's incumbent upon me to at least comment on one more link. It is the biotechnology link. The reason being is, that it details everything we've been talking about for over the last month now concerning said vaccine using this technology known as body activity data by way of a biocompatible near infrared quantum dot tattoo that is delivered to the skin by microneedle patches to record vaccination. Not only will it identify who's been vaccinated and who's not, by the way, it will also be your digital ID, which many believe is ID 2020, which is already in place. And having this ID, this record, this mark, I was just, uh, we were just talking about this, you know. So I go into the store this last week. It is now in Hawaii on the island here. You cannot go into certain stores and buy anything unless you have a mask. So I'm in the store wearing my mask. I shouldn't be wearing a mask. I look like a terrorist. So I had my wife actually make me a, an Aloha pineapples and palm tree mask and it still didn't work. I still don't. uh, Anyway, (laughs) enough of my problems. Um, So you have to have a mask to go into that store and buy anything. So I'm in the store with my mask and I'm thinking to myself, oh, interesting. Today it's a mask, M-A-S-K, but soon the Bible tells us it won't be an M-A-S-K it'll be an m a r k mark, mark. <laughs> if you want to buy you want to sell you want to live you got to have a mark right now it's almost like a preconditioning you have to have a mask well this id 2020 this this biocompatible quantum dot tattoo is going to be that which documents you and IDs you so that you have access to basic goods and services. Last week, this is interesting, you can't make this stuff up. A number of people sent me information on Luciferus. Now that's how I heard it pronounced by someone. I don't know how to pronounce it, but to me it looks a lot like Lucifer Erase, or if you prefer Lucifer Race, or if you want, we'll just for short call it Lucifer. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have much time to really look into this, but I, at the very least, wanted to mention this. The NIH National Center for Biotechnology Information webpage about creating self illuminating quantum dot conjugates. It seems that this is how the tattoo, the mark, is actually going to be powered. Listen to this quote from the abstract. The self illuminating quantum dot conjugates can be prepared by coupling of commercially available carboxylate presenting quantum dots to the light emitting protein, ranilla, Luciferous, or Lucifer for short. That is what actually gives it power, gives it light. Interesting. By the way, and we've talked about this as well, Bill Gates has a patent application pending, which someone assigned the number wo 2020 6 Now, that is not a patent number. We actually have an online member that uh, emailed me and said that that is not an official, she's a patent attorney. She said that's not an official patent number, which makes it even more interesting because what that means is somebody assigned that number to this patent pending application. So what is this? patent application, pray tell. Well, it is described as a cryptocurrency system using body activity data. For those of you that are familiar with cryptocurrency, there's actually uh, this need to do data mining. That is the key when it comes to cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency, of course, a digital Economy using blockchain technology to track everyone's currency. And you can buy and sell with this cryptocurrency.
0: The Bible, though written long ago, is inspired by our Creator. God chose to speak His truth through ordinary men, but these men had their eyes fixed on their Heavenly Father. Their words hold a great deal of meaning for us in our world today, and maybe more so in the times we're in. Much of the activity of this world is mirrored in the pages of the Bible, and is pointing to a new era that we need to be aware of. In Pastor JD's weekly Mid-East Prophecy Updates, he's been searching the scriptures and the news headlines and sharing with us what he's found. You can access these updates by heading to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking on the YouTube link. Jesus will be returning to the earth soon to judge the evil that has been destroying it. And that return, friends, is drawing closer with each new day. Pastor J.D. tells us through these updates each week where we are in relation to Bible prophecy and how close our Savior's return just might be. No one knows the day or the hour this incredible event will take place, but we know from the Bible that we've been told what to expect in the moments leading up to this event. If we adopt a sense of anticipation in our daily walk with Jesus, we'll also gain with it an urgency to share the gospel message with the world around us.